Okay. It's almost 10 o'clock. Just wanting to make sure that everything is running smoothly. Yep, we are on all three platforms, Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube. Woohoo, we're good. No technical problems today. <laughs> okay, awesome. So good morning, friends, and thanks so much for um, joining us uh, today. For those of you that are hopefully returning to see a little bit more of our show, um, and welcome back. Um, I'd like to introduce myself, Marie Tursen. I'm a CPA and a Charter Management Global Accountant as well. Um, I was an auditor and a CFO. I started my business in uh, January 2020, um, and right now I have a CPA firm. I've, uh, I'm also the author of uh, The Complete Guide to Business Growth and also a Business Owner's Guide to Operational Accounting. Um, and I've also put together my unique framework based on my past experiences to help business owners go from 1 million to 10 million. Um, I'll be putting the links uh, below for you to check them out and uh, allow me to introduce my, my friend uh, and uh, my partner when it's time for taxes. <laughs> um, Pedro Gonzalez, CPA. Pedro, would you like to introduce yourself to our audience, yes, please? Yes, yes, yes. Uh, good morning, everybody. Uh, yes, uh, Pedro Gonzalez, also a CPA and uh, started, just like Marie, in auditing, uh, developed a passion for taxation uh, and uh, helping businesses lower their taxes. I uh, just recently released uh, my uh, ebook, uh, The Real Estate uh, Guide uh, to Tax Strategies. It's, it's gonna be, uh, I, I find it to be very <laughs> useful and uh, I'll be sharing the, the, those links uh, later. Awesome. Awesome, awesome. That's great. And it's, you know, Pedro, it's been such a journey. You, you and I, when we first met back in, I don't know, April or May of 2020, and then we started working together, thinking through the same ideas together. And uh, we've come a long way. I mean, yeah. I, I think compared to some of the other CPAs that work on their own, I think we've been taking a lot of massive action. And backstage, actually, guys, we were like, talking exactly about that. Um, you know, taking massive amount of action, like Grant Cardone says, my mentor, um, he says to take massive amount of action and then tie that to your goals. And that's something Pedro and I agree so well. And that's exactly what we we're talking about. So this, here we are, you know, you've, you've been able to write your ebook, I've written my books, and uh, now we are going live together to help each other take that massive action, educate our, our audience and let them know what SCPAs, how we work so differently and each of us have our own experiences that makes us unique. Um, so you, you know, something you mentioned earlier in the backstage was, um, you know, you don't go to a doctor to take out your gallbladder, but right. but it's a it's a regular doctor. You don't you don't go. You have to go to a specific surgeon, right? So we keep going back at being you know, the doctors, and our experiences do that for us, right? Yes. Yeah, no, and you're right, uh, you know, the, the, it, it is kind of natural when you go to, uh, for example, doctors, you go for the specialist, you, you know, you yeah. can have your general practitioner, but then when it comes to certain matters uh, that are uh, unique, you, you go to a specialist, the same happened with an, in the legal realm, you know what I mean, attorneys, uh, you know, if you need a real estate transaction, you go to a real estate attorney, you don't go to a labor law attorney. Yeah. Uh, so the same with CPAs. For some reason, you know, people hear the word CPAs, and they associate tax and, and accounting, without realizing that various CPAs have unique experiences. And the fact that you have one CPA does not mean that another CPA can come in and interject 
their value that they can bring into the, the, the company. This is something that I have enjoyed working with you, that the fact that I know that we can uh, exchange ideas and not only collaborate in yes. work uh, without, you know, one stepping, I, mean, I guess I'm gonna say stepping in each other's toes. I mean, you have a, right, set, right. a set of skills that I don't have. And I, I think I, I add value to you, just like you add value to my clients. Absolutely. I, I remember um, one of my clients when they when he did a, a, a purchase of a building and uh, I had not had a very specific uh, experience. And since I knew you were in, you know, so well known in the real estate and taxation, all that, uh, you were the first one I called. I was like, Andrew, can you help me figure this one out? And it's there's nothing wrong with that. And I think the, the mindset that every CPA knows everything is just not realistic because mm -hmm. Our experiences make us unique, like I said. And then, you know, if you even in taxation, there could be, you know, a specific experience within the banking in right. industry or right. estate. And it's same thing goes with auditors. Not every auditor does every kind of audit exactly. uh, in every industry. So they, we specialize in, for example, banking or it's um, not for profit or it's real estate. So it's it's everything is within the industry. You really have to specialize. So. I think uh, one of our biggest challenge these days is to really change the mindset of our, our customers who have one way of thinking and then we, we have to explain, educate them saying, well, you know, for this specific thing, you may need a CPA with this type of experience. Sure. So so that's where the collaboration super helps us out. Yeah. And I, I have enjoyed it. You know, and I think uh, we uh, have to continue, uh, uh, you know, Collaborating and, and, and bringing other CPAs into the into our uh, engagement and for clients to understand that it's not like one is being replaced by the other. I think uh, you as right. a CPA, it's like you being the quarterback. Yeah, you know I mean you need a, a specialist to help you in for a specific transaction. Right. You'll be the quarterback, and another one I might be the quarterback, and I bring Absolutely. you in to help me with a specific matter that you. In and in reality, it helps our clients because it is more efficiency. Of course. Somebody reinventing the wheel is that Marie already knows how to do this. So why would I invest my time and resources when you already you already mastered it? You know what I mean? The, it, it exactly. The more efficient for the client. The, in the end, what is what matters is clients receiving uh, value, uh, efficiency, Absolutely. and uh, for the, for their success. You know what I mean? Uh, and that's uh, I think that you and I share the same same goal as far as uh, helping our clients uh, improve their businesses. Yes, yes, absolutely. So, you know, today I was thinking, <laughs> there's something that I don't get so affected by is the, um, you know, the tax deadlines as much, right? As an individual and a business owner, yes, I do. But since I mostly work with business owners from the back end, helping them grow their business, doing growth strategies, and they're mostly privately owned, they're not, you know, uh, on the market, on, on uh, public for, uh, companies. I don't get as much affected by tax deadlines because we have a strategic goal. That's what we're working on. We're trying to build a business. So on the other hand, you and some of the other CPAs get affected. So obviously today is probably a super crazy day for most CPAs, right? Because um, tomorrow is October 15 and it's a specific, very important deadline. So, um, so you want to walk us through how that affects you as a CPA, as a as an individual that has all the stress on you um, from having all these different clients that you have to get their deadlines, their payments, and all that stuff all organized, making sure everything is running in. And at the same time, maybe we can cover a little bit afterwards as to 
what they could do to make sure everything is running smoothly as as the, our clients. So, um, so I'll, I'll let you I'll let you take the stage and and let, tell us a little bit more about this yeah. tomorrow's crazy deadline. <laughs> yeah, no, I think uh, the over time, I mean, at the beginning when you start this journey, it becomes uh, stressful. I mean, the, the level of stress at times. I, I remember even at times even losing sleep because uh, the the missing the deadline. Uh, it was, uh, you know, and also when, when I started uh, in auditing, uh, we used to do uh, public uh, 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 SEC companies and also mm -hmm. deadlines. And, and, you know, missing a deadline uh, could mean that the stocks will go, uh, you know, when you hear reports, uh, XYZ company uh, is not going to be releasing by a certain uh, the quarter one report or they call it the 10 Qs. I mean, so if they're mm -hmm. missing that, the impact of that in the, in the stock market is, is negative. So I remember also when I started this issue of the deadline being so critical. When I started tax, I mean, it was not like a big change, but still it was a new area for me when I started uh, focusing more on taxation. Uh, over time, you develop systems that allow mm -hmm. you and also educating your clients. Uh, you know, in my my business, when I when I I try to work with our clients from the early to, to educate them as far as not waiting until the 14th yes. to bring the, your papers when it's due the next day. Yes. Uh, our approach, and just like yours, is more uh, consultative, is to be involved with them throughout the year. So to address what can the clients do is to get involved with your CPS throughout the year, not 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 to call them uh, April 14th for a deadline of uh, April 15th and so on. So having financials, and again, I think we touched a little bit on that last time, what can help for, especially for a business, is having those yeah. financials, you know, ready. Because Absolutely. most of the time, the reason that uh, you see a lot of troubles, and I have seen it, uh, either clients that come uh, to us from other uh, sources, sure. is that their financials are not in order. The financials are missing. You know, it's not it's not accurate, and so having to fix that is is troublesome. You know, what I mean, it can cause sure delays. Is. It can cause the uh, in penalties and interest that are unnecessary. So, uh, what can a client do is have your financials done early. I mean, like for example, now is the time to start looking in, uh, before the closing of 2021. Now is the time to get all your financials in order. Now is a good time. Now that uh, especially your tax. Uh, for corporate is done, fourth quarter should be your focus is getting those financials ready, looking to see what kind of uh, deductions I might be missing that needs to be accounted for uh, sure. throughout the time. Absolutely, absolutely. Yes, it's a good time to really catch up on any delays they've had from the financials or reconciliations sure. and, and definitely get, you know, take the opportunity to sit down with a, a tax planning CPA, like such as yourself, you really focus on the tax planning side and make sure you know if there's any other deductions or retirement plans you know i know some some companies that you know fairly new that are starting out that they could really use uh, that they want to do a retirement plan setup but then they kind of they don't have their financials ready they don't know who to talk to um, and they kind of lose out on that opportunity of you know possible deductions and putting aside money for their retirement so that's a big area that we focus on. So tomorrow's deadline specifically is the last extension for any filing. So other than that, what are the next few few 
deadlines that we need to be aware of that you can tell our audience? Well, the, the deadline becomes now is the closing of the year. You know I mean, for yeah. those uh, calendar, I mean, at this point, uh, the this is the last uh, deadline when it comes to taxation. Now, sure. from here until the end of the year, it becomes deadline, for example, for contributions to uh, 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 retirement accounts. Uh, this is the time that, that I would call it the deadline as far as from, from the you know business planning and so on. Now is the time, you know, December 31st, because whatever changes you're going to make, either be for accounting or, or tax, mm -hmm. has to be completed by before December 31st. You know, once you close a year, uh, you know, to go back. And for example, you know, you close a year and you, oops, I forgot to make a, a contribution to my economic <laughs> plan. That right. needed so some corporate uh, retirement plans has to be, the contribution has to be made at a specific time. So sure. coordinating all of that, making decisions about, you know, your your investment. If you're gonna, uh, let's say for example, harvest for losses, has to be mm -hmm. done before the end of the year. <clears throat> So now is the time to start looking at those investments and probably I need to do some harvesting to collect sure. those tax losses that is going to help me with my taxes. So, you know, now, it, like I said, the quarter four is, is the time to do business planning, tax planning, your investment planning. You know, this is the time to start coordinating all of that. So by the December 31st, all yeah. of that is taken care of. Absolutely. You know, once you cross that threshold, it's very limited what you can do. Sure. You know, I mean, uh, it, it, you, know, you can probably do uh, a, 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 an IRA, you know, allows mm -hmm. you, to, you know, but yeah. the bottom line is it's very limited once you cross the December 31st uh, threshold. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And then uh, for those who are self-employed, just to put the word out there, you know, the, the final Q4, um, you know, estimated tax payments are going to be due by January 15th, yes? Yeah. So, uh, if you haven't gotten your 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 you know financials technically in order, whether you're a, a consultant, you have one client that you're working with, it's important to make sure that you have all of your you know you know revenues and your expenses related to being a consultant, even as a single individual, you know, self-employed. Still, you have to get those things ready. A lot of times, the question comes up to me from a self-employed individual saying, "Well." Should I just do thirty percent of my gross? I'm like, well, you can do that on a you know very high level, you know, quarterly. Sure, you can send that in just so you don't have to think about it. But at the end of the year, as the Q4 is coming coming through, you want to start thinking through all the different pieces of, okay, my mileage, my home office, my um, you know my softwares I had to purchase, my computer I had to purchase to do this work. So all of these are expenses for your business, your self-employed business. So. Um, you still have to take those into consideration, and then the final uh, quarterly tax uh, uh, filing will probably adjust all of that. So something to think of for sure as as they're getting ready for the final quarter of this year. Yeah, yeah and, and I'm sure you're kind of, uh, at least I've seen it in, in my side, especially when it deals with taxes, is, uh, oops, I forgot. You know, that, <laughs> yeah. that, that has to be, you know, which indicates that there was no uh, time to, to go through your accounting you know, once you see the results or, or when you hear, oh, you're going to owe X. And, and so now, you know, the, yes. you can see the, 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 the terror in their eyes and their faces, you know, drop and all that. They get pale. Yes. What? Okay, so now now let me go back and look. 
you know, but right. that's not the time. The time is now. Now is the time to start determining those uh, changes that needs to be done, you know, cleaning up those, those financials. Now's the time. Right. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. And then for those of you, if you're not using, you know, a, a you know, self-employment software like the QuickBooks Self-Employed or something, the easiest way is for you to download your, you know, your uh, bank transactions in Excel and then just kind of work through and just look at which ones are actually for your business. And hopefully they're all in your business checking account and not your personal. But yeah. if you have mixed it up, yeah. That would be a good way to review everything, but holy, it's only your business stuff. And then all you need to do is just pull those transactions and, you know, your tax accountant should be able to kind of do a very quick PNL out of that, you know, business Excel, uh, you know, business uh, transactions in Excel. So that's the easiest way. Um, so one of the other things I wanted to bring out since we're talking about kind of tax deadlines and everything. So what happens, and this is uh, coming from a, a person that I met, a, a possible prospect for both of us um, <laughs> and um, so the gentleman has told me that he has not filed his well, three years of personal and business tax returns yeah. so my initial reaction was like oh my god <laughs> as I don't have this experience I from the moment I've set foot on this in this country from the moment I started working, I filed taxes, you know, and, and I never even would have thought to miss anything, whether I was a CPA or not. But what is it someone in their in, in their shoes could do to obviously tomorrow is already the final, final deadline and they've been already delayed now three years. Um, what are the, the, the steps that we would take as CPAs in, ta in the tax world to help them guide them and help fix this problem because it's I, I see it as a massive problem and it's definitely not something i can initially immediately work from a tax side i can go in and make sure that everything is clean the financials for every year is clean uh their personal data is put together so then but from the tax side what is this what does it mean from an impact of penalties taxes that are due so we really don't know right like we have to go into this detective mode <laughs> to kind of find out what's going on yeah you know the, to answer that question it depends i mean you can have somebody with a minimal it depends on of the of the of the situation you know i mean it could be sure. that it's an individual that um you know was sick or whatever and didn't file and has a refund due you know, potentially the, the impact of that individual is, is, is nil. I mean, they're probably, uh, if anything, probably zero. You know, file and collect his, uh, his or her refunds that are due uh, to that individual. Now, an individual that, that uh, is a, you know, mid to higher income individual uh, with corporate, for example, flow through entities, <clears throat> then you can have some complications in there as far as penalties and interest start adding up. Plus, uh, obviously, the taxes, if any, are due, they start uh, adding up. Some of the penalties has nothing to do with uh, you owing or not owing taxes. For example, escorts. If you fail to file on time, there's a penalty. And, and right. those are uh, quite hefty, you know, for, for pass-through entities. Uh, you, know, you know, they get quite hefty. And so uh, the, the, the solution is to get in compliance as quickly as possible. I mean, there's no other way around because it doesn't get solved by just saying, oh, you know, let's let's forget about it. You know, no, because it continues to pile up. And then if the IRS comes in and gets involved, 
then it complicates even more. You know, one of the, the uh, times what can happen is that the IRS might send you a, in, a an estimate. You know I mean, based on your prior, the last return you file, and they say, we're going to impute this tax on you based on a calculation that we have done that we think is, is your, your, your tax liability, and we're expecting you to pay this. You know what I mean? So, but the, the solution, there's no other way around. I mean, you, you have to get quickly in compliance. Right. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely difficult. So at this point, for this specific individual, we would have to go in and first of all see what kind of business income expenses he's had, cool. he or she, um, and then make make sure we put together some type of a PNL, make sure all that information is correct, cool. um, banking info, because we have no clue. We're almost going to become auditors for a little bit, and you know, and and the great thing about you and I is that we did have that audit background so we can go in and pretty much audit anything make sure all the different pieces of uh information is uh accurate you know there's supporting documents and all that stuff so we can uh, recreate those pnls and then um and then file as soon as possible then that would be the, yeah. the best thing to do yeah yeah, yeah. It's, it's to do that and and the, the thing to also to keep in mind is uh it can increase in uh, the audit exposure so because of that to to mitigate that audit risk for this individual is is gonna require is uh, careful documentation of the company. You know, you cannot just simply spit out PLs all here. Let's prepare taxes. <laughs> right, because, it has to be. It has to make sense. Yeah, and, and it will require <clears throat> because of the the you know this individual has not filed uh, taxes in the past, or any any taxpayer that has failed to file is a the audit risk goes up. So then that means that you or any other uh, tax preparer should at first, you know, quickly go through those final gain an understanding why is it that you didn't file? Because maybe there's a good, right, a good reason why I didn't file. You know what I mean? Right. So and just start compiling. So it takes a little extra extra effort to also, right. you know, to help the client uh, or prospective client to help them uh, mitigate whatever penalties to see if we can negotiate something to help them uh, reduce that if there's going to be any penalties but uh it's, it's it takes uh like you said it, it's going to take uh, some work as far as a more auditing going through ensuring that the client has the, the documentation especially if you see a line item with a large uh expenses to make sure you know that they have the documentation to back it up because it's a high problem you almost have to prepare with the uh, possibility high possibility and this will be on let's put it that way you, mean, you have to go with the assumption these returns will be audited, so might as yes. well let's, take, let's prepare the file. In essence, I'm going to prepare the file right. to present it to an auditor, to the IRS right. auditor. Right. Absolutely. Yes. No. I, that that's a very good point you made because we the intention at this point is that when we're going to have as soon as we file now, it's going to trigger that. Whoa! Wait a minute. We haven't received anything from this person before. Is so what just happened? So it's going to trigger that you know possible audit, like you said. And so as CPAs, we can help them put together all the, the supporting documents to make mm -hmm. sure that we have all that data ready when they do come knock on the door and be like, mm, show us your your tax returns and all the support documents. So, um, so yeah, that, that makes uh, that makes total sense. So, um, so then um, what happens, because we had another situation that you and I kind of worked on where we had to limit our liability where, um, client of ours was well, well 
his company is a C Corp, his old tax CPA or tax filer um, filed his returns as a Schedule C sole proprietor. Yeah. There was no election made to be filed as an S Corp at that point in time. And, you know, we had to actually do it the right way because at some point the client filed an S Corp election. So now we had to do the tax returns as an S Corp. So what happens now for any any audit triggers that will come up because suddenly went from a C Corp that's filing as a individual to a now an S Corp. So what do you think is going to happen? Yeah, there, there is a, a possibility here that uh, it's not going to add up. Let's put it that yeah. way. Because like you said, uh, they receive, uh, and it's, you know, it's not unusual to see this kind of situations uh, uh, you know, happen. So, I mean, it's, it's filed in an incorrect form. Right. And so it could be, and it also depends on the magnitude of the dollar amount so that we're talking sure. about. But, you know, what could happen is that uh, they're going to make a connection and say, well, we just granted you an S-Corp, meaning that you are a corporation to begin with. So where's your 1120 prior to the 11? Yes. Well, there's none. So, you know, it's, it's, it's going to uh, potentially, uh, right. you know, it's almost like a potential uh, situation there that will have to be corrected. Right, right. And then, um, so at that point, um, who would be the right person to take charge of this correction or whatever the, the IRS may require at that point? And what happens to the other tax filer that has been doing his job, his or her job, in a wrong way? So any any thoughts as to what happens in these kind of situations? It's, I'm curious because I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm the rule follower i do everything the right way whether i'm a cpa or not it's just that that's the way i am i want everything to, so i also wonder as to what could happen to um other accountants that are just doing the job so poorly and uh, so now some of us have to come in and fix the problem but then who's gonna face who's gonna talk to the irs does the client have to hire um you to kind of represent them separately even though these are older things that has nothing to do with your work what, what happens? What is the right process? Yeah, it, it will require to hire somebody uh, to, like you said, to represent it. I mean, to, you know, negotiate, mitigate whatever uh, penalties. Mm -hmm. uh, if there might be a reasonable cost of why it was done that way, what repercussions to the prior uh, preparer uh, depends. I mean, I have seen cases, and you probably have come across a case, just like uh, auditors are sued at times uh, for, sure. uh, in essence, failure to perform according to their, their uh, standards, the sure. same happens with tax preparers. I mean, that's why I encourage people not, you know, I understand that they're trying to quote unquote save money, but I believe that you're in the pay. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, you know, you have a business. I mean, I mean, if you have a business, invest in it, hire professionals, just like a, a, you should not be hiring an attorney just based on price. Hire the best attorney right. according to the size of your company and the risk that your industry is exposed to. Right. Certain industry has high exposure to uh, to tax audits, uh, so hiring uh, you know the, the the tax preparing service that also does laundry, uh, you know, <laughs> like, uh, you know, it makes no sense. Or a car wash that does tax preparation, yeah. you know what I mean? Uh, and then that most of the time, what happens, and you have seen it, is that then they're not there because those are uh, entities that are simply here for the moment, prepare taxes, and, right. and they come across of that. 
you try to find, okay, now they're, they're desperate because the IRS now issue either a penalty or they're going to be audited. Now, that right. entity that prepared the taxes no longer is around because they're, they're a fly-by-night type of uh, entity <laughs> to assist you. And then let's say, you know, when our time comes, our files will be passed to another CPA. You know what I mean? We're right. not going to leave our clients uh, uh, up in the air. Instead, there's a transition. Well, these companies are not interested. Right. Quickly get my money and then here's your taxes. And then when you try to find them, they're gone. Now, uh, if they are, you know, they're registered or licensed, there there's uh, depends on the magnitude of the problem uh, that they cause for the client. Uh, it could be some repercussions for the uh, prior uh, prepare. Right. And then and then let's say if a client is now unable to find their old you know, tax filers, and now they have to hire another tax tax attorney mm -hmm. to kind of represent them, that could cost anywhere, what, like 3000 5000 to just it, have that it, representation it like more? It, it's going to be, you know, I would say they got to start preparing. Uh, I would say uh, probably uh, three is probably the very, very bottom line. I would, yeah. that. <laughs> I, mean, I would say probably they got to prepare them for at least for about five per, per year. Yes, five per okay. year that it's a mistake. Yeah. Because you have to, you know, especially, you know, when, if, if whenever the IRS gets involved, uh, the, the 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 level of documentation, the phone calls that have to be made, the you know, especially if the prior preparer either does not have documentation or does not exist, meaning you have to now go back, and but you know, there might be financial, and this is not including accounting. I'm just talking right, about right. tax representation. I'm gonna, yes. You know, because then it might exist a situation where now it's a, a, a corporation. Right. And like in a scenario we were talking about, they file in a Schedule C, but now the prior preparer does not, it's not around. Now, right. taxpayer does not have financials. Ah, I give them to no. the, well, that company does no longer exist. What do you think it has? Yes. Financials have to be prepared. That's on top of whatever uh, uh, tax representation uh, will be. This is again why I, you know we talked about it last time. Why accounting? Yes. Core of yes. the business. You know what I mean? Yes. Because you can see that without those financials, and why it has to be taken so seriously? You know what I mean? Investing on somebody that is going to help you put together a set of financials. Because again, God forbid that there's an audit. I know I can call Marie. Marie, client X is going to be audited. I understand that the financials are are reliable. You know what I mean? Most likely you have the, the documentation or you have notations of how the source that came about. So then we can minimize, keep the, the tax representation to the lowest level possible. Right. But what right. most likely happen is that these uh, companies hire, you know, uh, strange uh, bookkeepers that either exist or still around, but they have no idea what they did. No, I don't know. I talked to, you know, uh, Joe and Joe told me, okay, Joe, right. uh, you know, uh, 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 Martha said that, that you told her. <laughs> I never told. Uh, I never told Martha. So you see what I'm saying. So I did this. Right. This it's a he, she, and there's really Correct. no documentation. Right. Correct. Right. Exactly. Then, uh, what happens is, as you can probably imagine, is that you have to, you know, and in my case, what we do is, and then we have to uh, bring somebody else to do that. In essence, reconstruct the financials, because even though right. they pay somebody to do bookkeeping, now they have to pay another person to do it correctly. Because right. otherwise, we have to go to the IRS and represent these numbers are correct. I cannot represent those uh, numbers. I don't trust them. So how exactly. can I represent that no. client? 
in front of the IRS because they're going to drill me. They're going to go and say, okay, prove this, prove this, prove this, prove this. Oh, well, I, I don't know. Yes. Uh, you know, Martha gave it to me. Who the heck is Martha? You are the representative. It's not Martha. So you see what I'm saying? So I have to have solid financials that will help me yes. help the client. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And yes, like as you mentioned, you know, from a cost perspective, it's just going to cost the client, you know, for just the representation, let's say with the three years of missing, you know, we're talking about roughly 5,000 per year for the just representation, that's 15,000. And then say another two to 3,000 to recreate the correct financials with all the documentation, um, you know, we're talking another you know, $9,000. So we're at like, you know, 20 something. So wouldn't it make more sense for clients to just Pay five hundred, seven fifty, whatever it is, to do a proper bookkeeping yes. with proper tax yes. firm, and just call it a day and go to sleep so nicely. <laughs> I agree, Marie. This is this is again what we you know is yeah. uh, is invest now. You know what I mean? Because otherwise, it's like a maintenance. You know what I mean? It's like a, you 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 want to save money. You don't change the oil and then. <laughs> Until last minute, it blows up. Now you have to invest, uh, you know, five. Who knows? Uh, depending on the model, the car, you know, five thousand dollars to to put a new engine, because you don't want to pay every three months or whatever is recommended. Uh, sure. The oil or use the, the the oil that is according to the manufacturer. No, no, no okay. I want to use the cheapest oil, and I want to pay the the cheapest mechanic to change the oil. Then you know your engine blows up, and now you have to get a new engine. So it's the same with accounting. You know I mean, you want to yeah. save, uh, quote unquote, save, but you know, most likely, yeah, you're gonna end up paying, so, and it, it, you can see the difference. It's a huge difference. I mean, that five hundred dollars all of a sudden does not look that, that expensive now. Exactly. You know I mean? <laughs> it does not look that expensive. You know, paying uh, exactly. that yourself and, and and knowing that it's gonna help you minimize uh, the representation, additional costs. The same I tell people with attorneys. You know, I mean, now bring another industry here, another uh, profession. Is sure. Many times uh, they don't want to pay attorneys. When you know, I believe that hiring somebody at the beginning, getting your documents properly, proper right? Contract, uh, you know, it, it saves you money. In the long run, because you filed absolutely. a wrong contract, now hire an attorney now to represent you in court. Absolutely. It's gonna cost you, you know, potentially two or three times what would have cost you. To hire the attorney in the early stages, the same happened with CPAs. It's better to pay now. For example, somebody like yourself with your expertise to bring yourself in now to set up the books properly, to set up the accounting system properly, and and to document those, those amounts properly, because it, it will save you money. And like you said, you sleep like a baby. You know those numbers yes. are solid. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. So Pedro, I think we almost made made our time, and we could talk forever, but we gotta, we gotta bring everybody so back next week. Next um, So <laughs> yeah. everyone that joined us today, I, I really hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, please don't forget to just subscribe, you know, to my channel here and also Pedro's channel. We're gonna put the links down there, and uh, and share this information with other other um, uh, family members, business owners that you think can benefit from this conversation. Yeah. And we'll see you all next Thursday. Yeah. Have a good one. Bye. Okay, take care. <laughs> take care.